Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you ready? Let's make some noise. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Roy Burton. Alongside me, as always, my tag team partner and the NFC Player of the Month, one Chris Domingo. <laughs> Mr. Domingo, how are you doing this fine? Again, as always, air quote, Saturday morning, sir. Roy, I'm doing fantastic. Well, actually, who the hell's doing fantastic? This world sucks. <laughs> and, and, and that got cemented on Tuesday. Yes. So, I, I, I mean, like... Like that was like I mean, that was just a debate for to summarize twenty twenty. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, like that's that's all the uh, that's all the anal- the analysis I have about that. Yeah, that, that's where do we again? We're not going to be political on the show. If you chose to watch that tire fire on Tuesday, um, that's all on you. I chose to spend a lot of the time on the WWE Network because again, <laughs> I needed something um, that was of, of of that was not crazy, that was not of sound mind and sound body. <laughs> Um, because again, that was a tire fire that I feel oh, I'd hope no one was exposed to. And I saw that the ratings were down as a, um, oh, compared to 2016. Oh, oh, so, oh, yeah, it's all about the ratings. It's all about the ratings. <laughs> um, so hopefully everybody out there, hopefully you guys are practicing some sort of self care during these times. Cause again, the next five or six weeks are going to be crazy around here. Um, hopefully oh, we're my, part of that self care. Oh my God. I don't even know what the, what, what to even think anymore about the next what 33 days yeah i think it's 33 days yeah so uh yeah, hopefully we are part of your self self-care so again tune in for a break a little bit of a respite from all that stuff here at the well, no, no, well because when you think about the debate you know what's what's the second worst thing you can talk about the eagles well that that's true and we got to talk about that football team sadly enough here again 106.5 fm wppm lp philadelphia we will talk about the eagles the last time we spoke, well, since we spoke to you last, the Eagles have played two football games. They did not lose both football games. However, they did not win a football game in that stretch. <laughs> we will explain how that happened. Coming up very shortly, of course, we'll talk about the Eagles and specifically one Carson J. Wentz. Um, his middle name may soon become Carson F. Wentz, depending on what happens over the next couple of weeks. Because it's a pretty hard stretch for, uh, for the Eagles coming up very soon. So we'll talk about that. And, of course, we will talk about the latest in the auction before we get to the latest in the nba or the Sixers, of course we'll talk about the nfl the thing that we knew was going to happen happened this week ladies and gentlemen and we'll discuss what the impact of COVID 19 to the nfl means to the nfl and what things will look like going forward so we've got a lot of stuff to get to and later in the show we have to talk about this rolling stone top 500 albums of all time list because apparently um when they did this from the time they did this the last time until now, which I think was like 10 or 11 years ago, um, Lauren Hill's album vaulted up 200 spots on this list, which is pretty amazing. Um, now, now, that- <laughs> now, Roy, just to clarify, we're talking yes. about the 500 greatest albums, not yes. just hip-hop albums, no, albums. No, 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 500 greatest albums list. Now, we, we will talk about the greatest hip-hop albums of all time. You can talk about the greatest albums of all time. I am not qualified to do that. But if you would now, like to talk about that, yeah, please, no, please. no, no, because I like, because I think that, like, one music is like th- this isn't talking about like the goats of of the NBA. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, music is so subjective and interpretive that it's almost impossible, even if you find the most diverse music person out there to knock down like the the five best. The, and I think greatest is like I don't know what's your pie chart of 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 greatest. It, right. It, are, are you weighing it more like heavier on on criticals like critical success, commercial success, 
influence, like, 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 like the influence that it had on there. So we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, we will talk about that, okay, of course, later in the show. But before we do all that, as always, we want to thank you guys for listening to us and supporting us here, whether it's on 106.5 FM or whether you download us wherever you download your radio shows or podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, which is now YouTube Music, and Spotify. Just do a search for the Broad Street Line, download us to your iPhone, your iPad, your Android device, your MP3-enabled device. Take us with you on the go 24-7, 365, as you always do. Please, while you do that, or before you do that, if you don't want to do that, if you're home, you can listen to us on the TuneIn app or go to TuneIn.com. Do a first search for the broad. Excuse me. Do a search for Philly Cam and listen to us every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on the Philly Cam station. If you're in Philly driving around on Saturday morning, you can tune in in your car 106.5 FM. Also, while you're doing all that, you can please give us a follow on the Twitter machine. He is at SKD215. I am at the BS line. Eagles Sunday night game this week. Unfortunately, so not, yeah, not a lot of tweets from us about the Eagles until 8:20. On Sunday night, but what are you tweeting about this weekend, my friend? Um, I'm I'm going to be tweeting about looking for a a keyboard for my new iPad. Uh, so so the <laughs> iPad keyboard is the the tech purchase. So for those seriously, of you out there, what yes. else other than food? Like, what are people spending money on? I, I mean, you're uh, no one's spending it on like enter like like outdoor like. Like leisure, I, going, I mean, like, going no, and and no, and like I, I think, and once again, this is why you have to like I don't know, like like see, like like move all the branches and see because I read this thing. It's like over half of the people are still scared to, to do stuff. It's not like people keep thinking, oh, it's a left, it's an it's right thing. No, people, pe- normal rational people are still apprehensive about being around strangers like most likely indoors so i mean like but it's like are people just spending more money on like streaming services like i I mean like or like technology someone's buying probably buying like a new tv like i like it's like and i because it's it's like you you can't your your possibilities to stimulate the economy are much less when you don't leave your house Correct. Um, I know early in the pandemic, I know there's a lot of money. People put a lot of money in the stock market, um, especially when that, that $1,200 stimulus check came. Um, I know a lot of money, a lot of people were throwing money in, in the stocks. So I know people were doing that. Um, but like you said, nobody's going anywhere except unless you're like super, I don't want to say reckless, but like, unless you like whatever, because there's a lot, a lot of people still going to uh, Miami and Atlanta. Like, I don't know if you've, you've been seeing them stories, some IG stories. <laughs> no, um, like for me, like, I thought, like, I thought, because I love, I love going out. I do. Mm-hmm. I love going out to restaurants. I like going out to bars. And I thought that once things opened up a little bit, because I think in Philadelphia now it's going to be fifty percent. Right. My, like, I thought my percentage of wanting to go out would go up from zero. You know what? It might have gone up to like two. And I'm, <laughs> and you learn, you learn a lot about yourself during these times. It's like, it, and it's like it comes, it becomes. I hate to say it, because a risk reward. It's like. Is the reward to get a steak at Del Frisco's worth the possibility of being sick? Like, right. I, I, and like, take out the dying part. I, I, I mean, like, it happens. Like, but like, dude, this is what I don't get about these humans is do you like to be sick? Severely sick. Not just like, I don't know, you have like a cold. Like, you're going to feel really bad, and there are, are might be long term effects of you having this illness. Is it, is that worth having? steak freaks and, and again is it worth it to you know you can get sick or you get your mama sick or you get yes. your grandmama sick or <laughs> get your granddaddy sick and like 90 percent of the time a lot of these places have takeout so i can get those same steak frites in a little container and bring them home yeah. and still eat them so do i need to eat the steak frites on locust street or can i eat the steak frites in my house like i yeah. can't have in my house like it's fine yeah no <laughs> like and and, and and one i'm not going to be the type to like shame people for like oh. if they decide to like have a night out it's like dude like i don't know like if you're safe and, and you feel comfortable by all means do it but like i i mean like it's it's one of those things where like i think the majority of people still feel apprehension about going back to quote-unquote normal and like like and that's okay like mm-hmm. i because th- i thought it's like oh like 
am I like, am I succumbing to the uh, to the virus? It's like, no, I want to stay healthy, and I, right. I, I and I want to like like I don't know like it's like I don't know I know it's crazy to say look out for my fellow human. Yeah, you know that that's in rare supply it seems these days. Um, people looking out for their fellow human, you know. But again, if we all kind of make sacrifices and look out for our fellow human, then we can all go outside next year and and, yes. and get back to these things, you know, go because, back to the villains. Yeah, you, know, you know, because speaking of sacrifices, we had to make a sacrifice. We did February the second, twenty eighteen, because we had to sacrifice what it feels like seven years of football to get that damn Super Bowl, or it feels like seven years. It's only been two and two and change. Yeah, I would say like it feels like so long ago, but it's only been was it two eight uh, two years eight months ago from from that beautiful day in Minneapolis, Minnesota, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Because since when then, they had wide receivers, when they had <laughs> running backs, when so, they had like back, I don't so. know, yeah, like like an offensive line. Um, they didn't have line. No, they had linebackers back then. They had linebackers. They had linebackers. Okay. They had linebackers. They had linebackers. They had defensive backs. Yeah. So, so we've gone from that to a team that has tied a, a Cincinnati Bengals team, um, a Cincinnati Bengals team who started a rookie, who starting a rookie quarterback, um, in Joey Burrow. Eagles twenty three, Bengals twenty three. <coughs> this is the third straight game this season that the Carson J. Wentz, which will soon be Carson F. Wentz, has thrown multiple interceptions. Carson Wentz was outplayed, again, by a rookie quarterback named Joey Burrow. Carson Wentz. Who looks good. I like, looks pretty I, good. I, I, looks pretty good. Yeah. I don't know looks pretty yeah, good. No, I, I mean, it's – I think it uh, – but I think that game was synonymous with, I think, this This is not good in every aspect of the, organize, the organization. No. Whether it's, whether it's personnel, whether it's – like, I don't know, like, like every part of personnel, whether it's drafting, it's free agency, the coaching. The coaching is like I don't know. Like I, I mean, we can point to like the punt, but I mean, like like the the issues in coaching go far beyond that, and then down to the players. And and I mean, players that you didn't expect to regress. And I and I and and people are writing think pieces about Carson Wentz is like, but no one really can point. To like any like any event like usually like if, if a regression happens with like I, I mean I say an above average athlete there's something for it whether it's a change in coaching like I don't know a change in offense an injury none of this happened I I mean and don't give me the corona stuff I mean everyone's dealing with that so it, there has to be something like beneath the sheets that is that can tell us what's going on because really like. Like I, I think I think I said before the season, it's like if everything goes haywire, if Carson stays consistent and goes on this like slightly upward trajectory, you're okay. Mm-hmm. But that did, that is not happening, and I and that and that is going to raise a lot of questions about the future because I, I think like everyone thought he was the future, and I know it's only three weeks, and I think he's earned the right to work or not work his way through this but if he doesn't what now no that's a that's a very good question and let, let, let's start with Carson because again Carson's a big story and Carson Wentz has six interceptions so far in three games he had seven last year um he has the worst passer rating in the National Football League in 59 starts he has 41 interceptions and 51 fumbles that's a loss all those fumbles 51 fumbles a lot of fumbles in 49 starts now the belief among a lot of people is that Carson Wentz is pressing too much. He's trying to do too much in the field. And even his coach said, quote, I don't want Carson. I don't, I just don't want Carson to feel like he has to make all the plays every single time. But that being said, again, if you're Carson Wentz and, you know, Dallas Goddard gets injured early in the game and Jason Peters gets beat like a turnstile, you know, like a turnstile, you know, early in the game. And um, your second round draft pick wide receiver is only on the field for like 23 snaps. Um, when, when, you know, when guys you drafted this year, like John Hightower, are on the field for like 70 snaps. Yeah. Like really, like, don't you on some level, and again, not, not to make excuses for Carson Wentz, but on some level, don't you feel like you're don't you feel like you might have to press a little bit if you're Carson Wentz given those situ- given those circumstances? You, you you haven't even like mentioned what I think is the number one reason why he's pressing is they drafted a quarterback in the second round of this year's draft. And, that, that too. And, 
And that's, for me, I think, if I point to something, I think it's almost like, I don't know, like, because we all, because when this happened, they're like, they're trying to explain it away. They're like, oh, oh, it's just Howie. Like, I don't know, like, like looking for, looking for like, I don't know, like an asset. And like, I don't know, Carson doesn't have anything to worry about. Carson Wentz is a human being. And, and it's almost impossible not to think that your job security, regardless of what contract it's it, like, guys that we thought were untradeable have gotten traded. Like, remember mm-hmm. when I was like, oh, they're not going to trade Antonio Brown. It's like, he got traded. So, I mean, like, I think that for me, and and one, that's the organization's doing. I, I mean, like, they, they've they created this sort of, I don't know, like, cl- not cloud, but I can't believe I'm saying this, quarterback controversy. And and it, this only happens when you draft a quarterback that high. And obviously, I, I think, Jalen Hurts has nothing to do with this defense underperforming. This, like, like he doesn't have anything to do with the linebackers sucking. Like, I don't know. He doesn't have anything to do with with Howie Roseman signing Nicole Roby Coleman. But I, I mean, it, it's just, it, it's just there. And I think Chris Long said it. Like, I don't like 2017. Really does look like lightning in a bottle. Like, it really does. Like, because people always said, oh, like I don't know. They're built. I don't think anyone said they're built to win multiple Super Bowls, but you, I, I, for me, expected the run to last a little longer and be more, I don't know, good. Because, like, the last two seasons have been okay. Like, they sucked for a lot of the – they they stunk for a lot of the last season. They did. Mm-hmm. Well, here's well, here's the thing. Let's go Let's go back to the, the quarterback situation because, again, the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts. Again, in the second round, they really had no business drafting Jalen Hurts. But that's neither here nor there. They drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round. And again, you can say that Carson Wentz may you know, be looking over his shoulder a little bit. That being said, there are other teams who've drafted quarterbacks early, specifically this year. The Green Bay Packers, you know, drafted their you know, supposed successor to Aaron Rodgers um, in the first round this year. And you look at Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers has set the world on fire. So if Aaron Rodgers can be motivated by Jordan Love yeah, no, like, being drafted. No. No, oh, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. Breaking news. Breaking oh, no. news, ladies and gentlemen. You'll, you'll only get this on, on a on a Saturday edition of a Tuesday Thursday broadcast, Broad Street Line. The Sixers have a new head coach, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Philadelphia, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is your oh, new no, head no, coach. Oh, no, 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 no. Glenn Rivers. Glenn Rivers. I'm sorry. Glenn Rivers is your new head <laughs> coach. Welcome to Philadelphia, Glenn. Beautiful wow. thing. Wow. Beautiful thing. Uh, look at wow. that. Look at the Sixers, man. Look at that. Uh, we'll, uh, talk about that. We'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. We got to save it. We got to save it. Okay. Save it. Save it. Yeah, save no, it. because I have some. Because I have some takes, and I might be. I might be in the minority on this, but I. I mean, but let's no. But I, I mean, like, I think that's just a. Like that's just another evidence of this thing falling apart because it is falling apart. Like I, mm-hmm. I, it's been falling apart, but they've. And I think Doug Pearson's best characteristic is for his team to rally when the chips are down. But at mm-hmm. some point, the rallying stops. Like, yes. like you don't, like you don't get up from that for, from that punch on the chin. You just lay down. And I think they went. They've gone to the, the to that well that no one likes us. We don't care. We're 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 being like I don't know disregarded. You can't go down that well too much. You just need to be plainly good and consistent. And ever since the Super Bowl, this team has it. And there's a lot of reasons, but I mean, like, it's it, they they're just not consistent. And I don't know how you how you gain that. Well, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from this season, other than a lot of losing. Well, here's the thing. I think, and you're right. Like, there's only so many times you can hear those same speeches. Like, just like we said back in the the Ray Rose days. There's only so many times you can get your your wife and your girlfriend yeah. get tied up in the basement or whatever like that. Like, there's only so many times you can do that. But this team, this team doesn't isn't talented enough to turn it to no. the next gear. That's the problem. To me, yes. that's the problem. There's not enough no, talent like, on this team. So you is know is what? that, you is turn that for you the the biggest reason why this team is o two and one with no sign of Turning it like, like basically, this being a lost season is because of the talent. Uh, basically, I mean, look, like you're you're right now. You're at a point. You're starting three. You're starting three offensive linemen that you didn't plan on starting. What six weeks ago? 
Um, you have one running back really that that you can really rely on in, in Miles Sanders. Your 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 talent at wide receiver is God bless you because um, it's just a motley crew of disgusting whatever. <laughs> and and these are the guys who can stay healthy. And then linebacker, and we'll talk about Nick Gary and Nick Gary in a second. But I mean, this linebacker is, is just nasty. I mean, you just don't have the talent to say, you know what? Again, our backs are against the wall. Let's turn it up another notch because these guys don't have another level to turn it up to. No, no. But I, I, for me, the reason why this thing is is o two and one and no sign of getting better is the quarterback. I, I mean, uh, like for for what we thought of this guy when he played in twenty seventeen and and to a point twenty nineteen. Like I, I mean, mm-hmm. we like. He it was supposed to be, or you know, like I'm not even gonna like say is because he's not, and, and I and I don't know if he will ever be. Like you, what what's given to a franchise quarterback a lot is expected back, and I and, and for a lot of us, I, I mean even myself included, we're still waiting for 2017 Carson Wentz to come back, and I hate to break it to people, he's not coming back. Uh, like he's not. I, I mean like. You even see him, Roy, like when he scrambles, he doesn't look mobile. I mean, he's a little elusive in the pocket, but like, I mean, and it, and it's terrible. And one, like you can't even factor in all the, all, all the noise he's had to deal with, with, with the full stuff, his like teammates. I, I mean, like, like the, the beef, he, some teammates have had with him, like, like that's been for two years and like, and, and I've been, and I've been guilty of this is like, I've always looked at like. The other side, it's like, oh, what's wrong with his teammates? Da, 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 da. But it's like, maybe we had to start looking at Carson. Like, I, I like, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know what it is. And it's like, like that's for me is the takeaway after three games is every like I have myself reassessing who Carson Wentz is and what and and what he is it like. How long is he going to be the face of the franchise? That's, because no, I, a, yeah. Yeah, I always said, like, I, I mean, like, as as Carson goes, the franchise goes. And, like, I mean, like, and a franchise quarterback should be able to, at some point, like he did last year, carry, like, be able to carry the team on his back. And I don't know if if he is, and obviously the skill position, like, like the talent mm-hmm. is terrible. But the talent is not, like, the talent isn't the reason why he's overthrowing Miles Sanders, right? Uh, talent isn't the reason. Like I, I mean, like that for me is the most dis- like concerning part of this season. Like I've I've been concerned with with the talent on this team for two years, but I mean, like now when you compound the talent issues you've had for two years with this, that right. was unexpected. I, I mean, like I wasn't a fan of this talent for a while, and I like I've accepted that, but this is very concerning. Because it, it's like I said, it's coming out of nowhere, right? And 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 that's the thing because the last time we saw Carson Wentz on the field again, you know, like in December of last year, I mean, he was lighting the world on fire. I mean, Carson Wentz, you know, had a terrible, terrible November, but he had a really good December. Like he was an elite quarterback for a month of the season to, to get the Eagles in the playoffs. Like he let he set the team record for most yards in a season, and again, he had no wide receiver with 500 yards of re- receiving last year. I mean, the, the man had a really good end of 2019. So like I didn't so like you said you you didn't see it I didn't see it this three game stretch has come out of nowhere and again the talent yeah. this year as compared to last year on offense it's not it ain't that much different no ain't that much different no, no and but what you know what the difference is Carson Wentz yeah. and, and 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 I don't know like do you believe he has this entire year to to basically prove like I don't know like th- this entire season is his regardless of whether they go three, eleven, and one, or, or or whatever, do you feel Carson Wentz has earned the right to be the starter for sixteen games if he's healthy? I think he has earned the right to be the starter of sixteen games. Now, I don't. Do I think Doug Peterson feels the same way? I'm not sure. I don't know if he does. I think if they're, not just throw out a number because again, you got to throw that stupid tie in there somewhere. If they're like <laughs> three, if they're like <clears throat> three, ten, and one. You know, coming into week sixteen or something, he might be he might be moved to throw Jalen Hurts in there for a couple of games just to see what he has. But like, um, but like, you would not expect him to make like say that they they go one seven and one into the, their bye. 
they're, mm-hmm. they're, or, or they're, I think, I think they'd be yeah, like one. Right. Yeah. Something like that. Say they only have one, maybe God. two wins into yeah. that five. Yeah. Do you think Doug feels any sort of feels compelled at all to make the move there? Because frankly, I don't like, like this type of supporting cast would ruin a, a rookie quarterback. Like this is not a good situation. Does it say, yeah, let's just see what Jalen Hurts can do with, Deontay Burnett and some Fulgham guy I've never yeah. heard of. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I think Doug, I, I think Doug might, might just ride it out given that situation. Because again, by the time they're at, well, I don't, uh, I mean, because again, like you said, going into the bye, that's a key. Because again, you're going to give your, your your kid a couple of weeks to kind of get ready. Um, if they're one seven and one, I mean, uh, you know what? I, I would, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Doug made a move. I wouldn't do it myself, but I wouldn't be surprised if Doug. I think that'd be the wrong move. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he made it. I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if he made it. No, and and I and and you brought up Doug is like, and for me, other than the Carson thing, like I don't know, just the overall performance of Carson Wentz, the 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 most telling move that any coach or player from the Eagles has made this year was Doug Peterson on fourth and twelve in an overtime game, not even just playing for the tie, like like I don't know, playing for the tie is not having the trust in his supposed franchise quarterback who they're paying $27 million to mm-hmm. not to get 12 yards against yep. the Cincinnati Bengals. Like Cincinnati that Bengals. for me, that for me, it speaks volumes of a, you have zero or little faith in your quarterback. And two, I think it's a slap in the face of the defense to say, Hey, you don't trust these guys, even though they had seven sacks. I mean, that Bengals offensive line's worse than the Eagles. So yeah. I like, I, I mean, let's like, and, and and unfortunately, the the stats are going to get skewed. Like, and it happens every year, Roy, where they have one game. Like last year was against the Jets. The, the Jets like, I don't game, think, yeah. yeah, they had like five or six sacks, and they're like, if. And I hate to say take away that game, but I mean, like that's a like games like against the Jets and the Bengals. There are anomalies with this team, and thankfully, I've seen a lot of like I don't know articles written about football writers smarter than me to say, you know, well, who can you know what or who can save the season the defensive line for, for the resources that you're putting in here they need to be elite for this team to salvage the season you know who cannot save the season that's one nate gary nate gary is one of the worst linebackers i've ever seen in my life and again like you said last year he had the interception return against the jets that you and i forgot about um until this year nate gary is awful he doesn't belong on this team i don't know if he's an nfl player he has to probably wait until 2022 when the Rock League starts the XFL to get a new job. Nate Gary, on this team, he, Nate Gary is basically a microcosm of what's wrong with this team. This team just does not, well, first of all, they haven't you know, prioritized linebacker position in a long time. But this team had, does not have enough, enough players in positions they need in order to be successful. They just don't. Nate Gary is like, is like a slap in the face, really, to the other guys on our roster. Nate Gary should not be your starting linebacker. He shouldn't be. Well, like I, I mean, you could say that, like, and and obviously Nate Gary's terrible, but like, you like what player? And and we've said it for almost two years. What player or players have matched their expectations? Like, even like not even exceeded. I don't think anyone's exceeded anything for two years. But like, how many guys have underperformed? I, I right. mean, like, and like like a guy like Fletcher Cox. I mean, like, I, I mean, I I know he's a very good player, but. For me, he's, he he needs to make a lot more impact than he does. And then Javon Hargrave, I, I know he was hurt to start the year, but God, he hasn't done anything. anything. And, and 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 if you put that much capital into a position, they need to change games, mm-hmm. and they don't change games. Well, like change games means forced turnovers, and they're just they're just impervious to turnovers. <laughs> they're immune. They have a they have a turnover vaccine. Yeah, the turnovers, the, the footballs are kryptonite um, on, on the defensive end. Hopefully, though, that changes this Sunday, 820, Levi Stadium. Eagles take the trip out west to face the Niners, who are favored by seven points, despite the fact that we have no idea if their starting quarterback is going to play. It doesn't matter because Nick Mullins is there. Nick Mullins is a, he's a gamer. He's a nice little quarterback. George Kittle's practicing this week for the Niners. He is back. So, Nate Gary, we're going to see a lot more of the back of Nate Gary's helmet and the back of his uniform. This week, Eagles today had was it nine guys who missed practice, and was it six other guys who were limited in practice today? Basically, we're at the point where it's like 
who's healthy because yeah. other, other than that, because <laughs> we don't we don't know who on the 53 is healthy. There was one healthy wide receiver on the 53-man roster who, who practiced today, and that was Greg Ward. But, but, but Roy, yeah. on the flip side, you see the 49ers, they're absolutely decimated with injuries. They're playing their backup quarterback. Yeah, but, but I'm two saying, and one. No, yeah, but, but Nick Mullins is good. No, but like I, I think my point is the 49ers have depth, and they're oh. equipped to deal with injuries. The Eagles are ill-equipped to deal with injuries. I, I, like Injuries happen, and, mm -hmm. and for some reason, some karmatic thing that like the deal with the double the Eagles have made is like their players are injured a hell of a lot more than most teams. But you know how you, I don't know, like I don't know, offset that? By having quality young players. Mm. And you know what they don't have? Quality young players. Mm. So so you're saying that the, the Eagles' quality young players aren't on the same level as the, the Niners' quality young players? Is that, is that what you're saying? Like, Avante, like, Avante Maddox sucks. I, I, like, I, like, I'm sorry. Like, He's I, I mean, hurt like, so it's whatever. Yeah, no, like, like, and I saw, like, if 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 he was hurt, like, if, if he wasn't hurt, like, I don't know, like, Roby Coleman would probably get benched. You just signed him in the offseason. This off, like, like, that's an underrated terribleness of Howie Roseman. It's like, like, his free agent signings have been awful. Not good. Like, no, for the last, like, I know he, no, like, I tweeted this. Like, I don't know, Jay was talking, you know what we was talking about, like, that, that that's a one good album every 10 years? Like, like he was talking about Howie Roseman's 2017 offseason. Like, I, he's only had, he hasn't had many good offseasons. He's going to be living off the Super Bowl forever. Yeah, and like you said, you know, Javon Hargrave, Nikel Roby Coleman, uh, Will Parks is finally healthy. I assume he'll play Sunday. Um, I mean, Derek Barnett looked okay. But I mean, yeah. like you needed more from him, right? And you need a lot, a lot more from these guys this week, especially since Jalen Rager's out, Dallas Goddard's out, Avante Maddox is out, um, Alshon Jeffrey's still probably a week away. Um, in addition to the other injuries that we had this week, give me, give me, your, give me your prediction, my friend. Eagles, uh, 49ers, Sunday night. 49ers, twenty three, Eagles thirteen. Nah, that's probably about right. I can't even. I can't even. And again, they have the Steelers and they have the Ravens to come. So, God bless them all. Um, and and, and yeah. no, okay. So they'll have what eight games going into their Week Nine bye. Roy, what will their record be? So eight games. So two, two, five, and one. Two, five, and one. Where are the two wins? I'm oh, sorry, they don't have one. Shoot. Um, hold on, hold on. Yeah, who are the two wins? Hold on, hold on, hold on. They will beat the Giants. Did they play the Giants before then? Let's see. Steelers, Ravens, Giants, Cowboys. Jesus. Ugh. Ugh. All right, they'll beat the Giants. Where's the other win? Um, I don't know. They'll win a game. I don't know. It's got to be the Ravens or Eagles, like, uh, Steelers, I guess. They're not going to beat the Steelers. They're not going to beat the Ravens. No. <sighs> They're gonna have one win. They're gonna be one six and one. Yes. Yeah, you're probably Roy, right. Roy, 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 look at the schedule. How many? No, how you're, many yeah, you're these, right. No, no. You're how right. many of the like, like, the Eagles? You're right. Will no, you're finish. Right. No, the Eagles will finish with blank wins. I want to go through it right now. Um, uh, they'll beat the Browns because they have no reason to beat the Browns. Oh, the, Jesus, this team might win four games, and that might be that might be that might be nice. That might be. The be best optimistic. case scenario for this team is five wins. Well, see, that might be optimistic. Four wins might be optimistic. Yeah, I I'll put them. Oh, God, I'm going to be optimistic and say five, ten, and one. I don't know where they come. Where those five are coming from? I know one will be the Giants, maybe two, if they're lucky. Five, ten. And no, one. no, no. This team isn't good enough to sweep. Uh, uh, I don't. The Giants are awful. They could arguably be with the Jets, the two worst teams in the NFL. But bad teams don't sweep like other bad teams. No, you're like, right. Don't find a way to blow that game. No, I, I mean, but I think the the question I have is, does a four eleven and one season constitute major changes? It should, or should they, or should they constitute major changes? Whether it's it should, it should. Whether it's yeah. quarterback, the coach, the GM. Like I, I mean, unfortunately, I think the GM is locked in here for. Yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere, but it should. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's going backwards every year. So yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, it's probably time for it. Like, if you go 4-11-1, like, you really need to think about Doug Peterson. Like, you really do. I mean, like, he might, he's probably, if you go 4-10-1, they probably just stop listening to him at some point, yeah. at some point this year. Yeah, no, because um, I, I, like, no, like, and, and one, but this comes back to Roy. I've, I've been saying it, and people are like, oh, oh, Brandon Graham, no, you got to keep, you can't say the same damn thing to the same players. I don't care if they're the greatest dudes on the earth. Like, I, I mean, like, they're just dirt to say, okay, Doug. Like, I mean, and they held, they held on to too many of these guys for too long. And, uh, but, but unfortunately they were, their, their, their hands were like forced because the draft picks that they selected to replace these guys haven't panned out. So you've yeah. had to overpay for Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham makes $14 million a year. Yep. He's not worth $14 million a year. You mm-hmm. had to. Resign out Sondar. No, you actually didn't. didn't and to. then, and, and then, of course, don't get me started on uh on uh on uh number ten because that, that guy, because that guy. Oh my god! Nope. No, like no, because he really is like other than Nate Gary being the poster boy of just drafting or just not having depth. Deshaun Jackson is the poster boy for me. Is signing old dudes who are hurt. Like I, I mean, how many of these guys have they signed that? didn't pan out because they were hurt. Like Mike Wallace. Like, I, I mean, they've been looking for this answer and every answer pulls a hamstring. Yeah. Um, we have no time to talk about Deshaun Jackson. Uh, we got to take a break. <laughs> um, it's time for a break. On the other side, we will talk some more NFL. We need to talk about the Steelers-Titans game that will not be happening this week and what happens going forward. And new Sixers head coach, Glenn Rivers. <laughs> what does that mean for Ben? What does that mean for Joel? We'll discuss that on the other side. You're listening to the Broad Street Line on 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia. Since slices of the cheddar, folded up, make my life better. We had the lunch at Osteria Marini, I had the cash rain. Half glass of Cabernet on the past train. New Year, they still love me for my past fame. Like a soccer player, call me by my last name. A young Zenadine Zidane, a flush and metal pug, drinking Hennessy with mom. You might cash me out in Tennessee with wine, won't even dine unless the ice goes to centerpiece of swan. Welcome back to the Broad Street Line alongside Chris Domingo. I'm Roy Burton. Segment number two of the show. We talked about it early on in the show, but now we're getting back to it. No Steelers-Titans this week. Their week four tilt has been postponed. Five Titans players, as of now, as of we're doing, at the time we're doing the show, five Titans players <coughs> and six Titans staffers, including some defensive coaches, have tested positive for COVID-19. So the Steelers game, uh, the Steelers game this week has been postponed. Um, they can work a couple things around. It sounds like they're going to be, it's probably going to be like a week seven situation if they kind of move around a couple buys and things like that. Um, this obviously has a, a ripple effect on the entire league and this kind of could, could get even bigger and bigger in the in days and weeks that, that go by. Let's start with the Titans, of course. The Titans, you know, won't play the Steelers. Steelers this week. They have a game against the Bills in 10 days. Um, they're going to be at least down four, five guys. They're going to be out without a few coaches. Um, I'm not really sure how this is going to work. I get, they're just going to like kids kind of push through this. Um, and hopefully it's only those five guys. But I mean, again, like these could be five key guys on the Titans that, that won't be there for the bill for their bills game in 10 days. So there's, there's a little bit of a, a little bit of a um, fallout from that. Again, that goes beyond the Steelers game. The Steelers, they've been practicing all week. And all of a sudden they said, Hey man, you ain't got a game, which is a little weird for them. Cause they really don't have a bye week anymore. Um, because again, they've been again acting like they were playing the Titans all week, and now all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you can go home for the rest of the week because we don't have a game. A little weird for them, but okay, we'll roll with that. No Vikings players have tested positive, um, so they resume practice Thursday. So again, they've kind of you know they've kind of um, you know kind of gone through that. But that being said, the Steelers don't have a game this week, and oh by the way, the Steelers play the Eagles next week. So the Steelers have some extra rest before they play the Eagles. To stop them oh, out they're going to need week. it. They're, they're, they're going to be in, in, in the dog fight of their lives. <laughs> so, again, these are ripple effects. That, again, this one this one uh, coronavirus uh, case or team uh, breakout has had. Again, the NFL is in a position where they can, it seems like, again, hopefully if it doesn't get any bigger than it is now, hopefully they can kind of deal with this in a contained situation. Um, but, again, we all knew this was going to happen. This was inevitable because when you have this many teams – traveling across country with this many people and doing whatever and not in a bubble, these types of things happen, right? Yeah, no, no. And and, mm-hmm. and one, no. The answer is not to cancel 
the season. You can so cancel the Eagles season. You can cancel the Eagles yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, like, I, I say this is almost amazing that they, it got them three weeks without, like, without a co like, without a positive case. So I, I, I mean, like, I'm still in shock. It took them this long. So, but I, I mean, like. The NFL has endless resources with the contract tracing and all that stuff. So hopefully, fingers crossed. Like I, I mean, like let's let's hope not even just for the sake of watching football because in the scheme, who the hell cares? But I mean, just for the like safety of all these guys. But I mean, like, is it insurmountable? No. I, I mean, like they got to. I mean, the, they got to a point where they had no positive test cases while not being in a bubble. Like, like that's that's almost unfathomable to me. So, I mean, like, let's hope this is just, I mean, probably not going to be an isolated case, but I think the NFL has built in buffers to say, oh, mm -hmm. like, I mean, like, well, the Steelers might not get a bye week the rest of the time. Okay. Tough. I know. Like, I, I, <laughs> yeah, but it's, no. it's kind of it's unfair, though, right? It's unfair that the Steelers the didn't do anything season, wrong. The, entire the Steelers season, didn't do anything wrong. The entire and yet they don't get a bye week. The entire season's unfair. But, I okay. mean, like, but, like, I, I mean, but. Wildly enough, like other than the injuries, which I like, I think I don't say it's it was foreseeable, but like I mean, you can't replicate ramming your face into someone else. But I mean, like, like I've been impressed with the quality. Of, like, have there been crap games? I haven't seen many crap games, and I've watched a ton of football. Yeah, there've been a lot. A lot of the games have been better than I thought. Now, now the game, the game that's going to be played tonight after we tape this. Um, is in line to be a terrible game. Uh, the no, Broncos. Oh, oh, but, oh, but that has nothing to do with coronavirus. That no. just has something to do with like the terrible teams. <laughs> yeah, these teams stink, and then there's some injuries, so like that 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 um amplifies the stink. Um, so yeah, again, so again, you, you never know. But yeah, but like there hasn't been nothing for nothing. There hasn't been a lot of bad like bad talent, bad bad quality of play, um in in the NFL this season. Speaking of which, though, I do want to um do want to bring it up because now. We're three weeks in. We kind of know who the contenders and the pretenders are. So let, let's kind of run down the list for a quick. Oh, man. <laughs> These are the undefeated teams in the NFL right now. There are seven. You got the Bills, the Steelers, the Titans, the Chiefs, the Packers, the Bears, and the Seahawks. Which of these teams are for real? Are all these, maybe, maybe they're all for real. Are all these teams for real? No, I, I guess the, like we could say who's the most Fugazi and the least – like and. and and the most real. Okay. Uh, like I obviously, like you could say the most Fugazi. Sorry to say it with with uh, uh <laughs> I can't believe this dude did again. And, and, and you know, it's like no, and, and that that can't be helping Carson Wentz's PTSD no, because no. like no, like I mean like no, like someone said it and like it like I don't know if it was said in jest or something, but like like if you're Carson Wentz, right, and you have the worst, you're and you're on like the worst streak of your like football life. I mean, you've mm -hmm. never struggled. And while you're playing, I don't say it's your arch nemesis, but you're like your like ri semi rival. I mean, the guy you've been compared to every minute of the day on sports radio for the last three years comes off the bench and leads a comeback. You, you're thinking about that, bro. You are. You got. You probably have. You probably are. You probably are. You probably are. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't. Yeah, no. Nick, Nick, Nick Foles once again. Um, just come <laughs> off the bench, threw three yeah. touchdowns, led the Bears, who were who were down by double digits, uh, to a to a comeback win this Sunday. The Bears are three and zero again. You know, props to Matt Nagy, I and mean, because again, if you're two and zero, I mean, you don't usually teams don't usually switch quarterbacks in the middle of the no, game. No, no, um, no. And I think Nagy, like I don't know, knew that like one, you don't like they might be a Fugazi three and zero, but you know what they are? The three and zero. The three and, and like and and. We always see one of these teams that come out of nowhere. No one expected, even with a very good defense, no one expected the Bears to be any good. And you know what? Like, I, I mean, I think that they'll they'll fall off. Like, I don't think they'll like. Uh, I probably have them making the playoffs just because it's hard to be three and zero. And like, I mean, if like nine, ten wins get you there, so what? You gotta what? Go seven and um, seven and six the rest of the way. That's pretty. That's pretty doable. Yeah, I mean, look, there's seven playoff teams. I mean, if you're three and zero, like you're probably in the playoffs. Like it's really hard for you to miss the playoffs if you start out three and zero with their seven seven playoff teams in each conference. So, the Bears, we we agree, they are the most fugazi three and zero team. Who is who is the realest three and zero team? Who's who's for real? I mean, well, let's take the Chiefs out. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. We're not even <laughs> we get the Chiefs because, like you say, it seems like they're playing a different sport. It ain't even football. I don't even know what it is. 
So no, pick it's, it's, out of the it, equation. It's, it's sure what the Eagles are playing. No. So, so um, what's, what's the non the best non Chiefs team? You know what? For me, Roy, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna be wild and say it. I'm gonna say the Bills. Circles circle the wagons, man. Circle no, the because wagons. like initially I said the the Seahawks, but their defense is atrocious. Like they will don't lose a playoff game, forty-one to thirty-eight, or like like you know the way Andy Reid's Chiefs used to lose games before they got Mahomes. They lose thirty-seven to thirty-four. Like you can't win. Like I don't care. Like they have no pass rush. I don't care if Jamal Adams is like the best safety on the planet. You're not. You don't win like that. And like I, I mean Buffalo, like. I mean, who would have thought, and this is 2020 for you, who would have thought in the year 2020, Josh Allen would have leaped Carson Wentz in like a quarterback ranking? Mm-hmm. Josh and Allen's I, legit. And I think it's sustainable. And one, McDermott's a hell of a coach. They have, they have a very deep team that I, I think, and they got that first playoff berth like out of the way last year. So, and like I and like because I think the Ravens are like I like like I don't know like other than like like the Titans are okay but like it, for me it's the Chiefs and then everybody like the Chiefs then the Bills then everybody else. Okay, that's fair. Um, I might I might put the Packers there only because again like if the Packers keep keep this going on going on like they did last year they were like thirteen and three last year. Um, it's gonna be hard for some any of these NFC teams to go into Green Bay and win a game in January. So especially that, with a yeah. especially with a like a rejuvenated Aaron Rodgers. Like yeah, so they, what, like, yeah. like that entire team, like regardless of like they, I know they were three and three, but they never felt like title contenders because Rodgers was, I don't know, okay. But when you got peak Aaron Rodgers because he mad, like right. and not just mad at his parents, he's mad at everyone now. He's right. mad at the GM, he's mad at Olivia Munn, he's mad at everyone. So I mean, if you get that Aaron Rodgers, like he <laughs> They could be the best team in the NFC. They could be. They could be. All right, of the winless teams, I said the winless, not 0-3, because there are teams that are not 0-3 and are winless, like the Eagles and the Bengals. Um, but we also have the Jets, the Texans, the Broncos, the Vikings, the uh, I'll say the Broncos, the, Vi- the Giants, the Vikings, and the Falcons. Any of those 0-3 teams, can they turn it around no. and sneak into the playoffs? No. None of them. No. None of them. No, they, not no, the Falcons, not the, not the Vikings, not the Falcons. No. <laughs> No, no, like that, like they're they're zero three for a reason. Like I, I don't know, like one, like I think all of them have, all of them have quarterback problems. Like I, I mean, and 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 then I mean the, the Falcons, have a, part the Falcons is, have a quarterback problem. Oh, oh, sorry, I, I, with the exception of the Falcons, because okay. Cousins is Cousins has been awful. Yeah. The Jets, no, like this could be the year where you have the New York teams drafting one and two. They're terrible. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, those, those are those are those are those are all bad teams. Those are bad. Those are some bad. Those eight. Those are eight bad football teams. All right, let's switch gears. We got to talk some basketball because again, breaking news that broke again two days ago. As you're listening to this, Doc Rivers has agreed, I believe, in principle, to become the new head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. You said you have a take on this. I think I might agree on this take on some level. I haven't heard this take, but but I will give you the floor to let the people know how you think about this hire. I'm not a, like I don't think it's a take. I like I mean it's like there's fact to back this up. Glenn Rivers because I'm just gonna call him Glenn Rivers because I'm <laughs> gonna be different. Glenn Rivers in his Clippers regime, other than being like a great human being, has underachieved. Period. Like Correct. I mean like it those Clippers teams with C- Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and JJ Redick and DeAndre Jordan, they arguably were the most talented team in for that in that run in the NBA. Period. I, I mean, like they were, like I mean, because this was post heat. Like I mean, like, like I, I can't think the Spurs weren't more talented than them. No. Like I and, and like this was pre, like this was before. Like I don't know, like like Steph and Clay got their stuff together. Like and they never made a Western Conference Final, Roy. They never, not even a, not even a final. They never made it to a Western Conference Final, and they've had implosions like in, in series. And then, and then you get the the Illmatic of. Of, of, of fall apart since this year. I mean, like, and and I don't. And obviously, Doc's a real good coach. He he's won a championship. He's got he's gone to the finals. Like, knows how to motivate. But and, and and it's a but. There's been a couple of his teams that have had chemistry issues, and for this team, what did they have last year? 
chemistry issues. Like, I, I mean, I don't know what that translates to with this team, but his track record it, with the Clippers isn't great. Like, I mean, you heard it from, like, the minute that series was over with Denver. You had, you had players yapping, and it's like, but it was the same way with the Sixers. And is, 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 is Doc Rivers going to be the dude, even if they make or don't make moves, is to bring this team together? I have my doubts. That, and that and that's fair. And that, that's you know again. But the the reservations I have with this deal is is that. I mean, those are the reservations I have. Let me say this though: if not Doc Rivers, then who? If you had your choice of everybody who's on the who's available, who's a free agent head coach right now, and if Doc Rivers isn't the guy because of the chemistry issues and implosions and things like that, who would you have chosen to be the head coach? I would have had Toronto. Okay. Because I I under like I think Doc has taken the superstar preferential thing a little too far. Like, I, I mean, like, like, I mean, you can't play a season when like all your, when, when your two best players are like in and out because you're like, you're playing towards the playoffs. That doesn't work. Like, I, I mean, and like, I, I know he's managed personalities his entire career and maybe he'll do it with, maybe he'll do it here with Doc, uh, Ben and Joe, but he wasn't able to do it with Blake and, and Chris Paul. And he wasn't able to do it with with Kawhi Paul, and because it seems like there was like factions last year with, with mm-hmm. the Clippers. Like I, I mean, and, and one when you have all this noise going on, like, and, and and I understand they didn't want to be in the bubble, but like when you got a guy like Lou Will going to get chicken wings at a strip club, like I, I mean, like it takes away from the singular focus of trying to win a championship. Right. And is he better than like a like ninety eight percent of the coaches? Yeah, he is. And, and, and he'll command respect, like, Mm -hmm. like off the rip. And I don't know what, what influence he'll have regarding personnel. I I mean, like the only benefit I see of this is if they gave it to him, how worse can he be than out in brand? Right. Right. No, you know, you're, you're hundred percent right. And, and I agree with you on all that stuff. And, and the thing is, if I, again, if I had to choose a guy, I think I might lean towards Tyron Lou. But that being said, again, who, I guess the, the question really is, who is going to have the most weight with Ben Simmons or with Joel Embiid? Is it going to be Tyron Lewis or Doc Rivers? It's probably Doc Rivers. I don't know the answer to that for certain, but it's probably or, or, Doc Rivers. Or, and if it is, then I think you have to hire Doc Rivers. Or no, or no. Who has not, not like who has the stroke to either A, get to Ben and Joe, or B, if he doesn't have a good relationship with them, tell management to trade one of them. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's an option. Doc, right? That's probably Doc, right? Tyron Lou, like I don't know, like I don't know, like he, like he's won a championship, like I don't, I don't know, and like he dealt with guys, and, and, yeah, and and like he's dealt with the king cheese, yeah, he's dealt with, like I, I mean, like he, if you can, if if you can manage LeBron James, who like is an all time player, but is demanding, yeah. like of of like a lot of things, and if you can navigate that, and had to, he had to coach Kyrie Irving for crying out loud, you know mm-hmm. how you know impossible that has to be, yeah. Oh no! I look, look. I don't. I don't disagree. I, I don't fault the Sixers for making the move. Again, we'll find out whether or not it's the right move or not. But again, I, I could if they had hired Doc or Tyron Lue, I would have been fine either way. Again, Mike D'Antoni just wasn't a fit for this team. That's all. That's all I want to say. But yeah, no, like, like D'Antoni would have been a fit if you were willing to nuke it. If you were willing mm-hmm. to nuke the roster, like, right. like if you were willing to trade Ben or Joe for like Harden or something, like, like, like you could have got me on board with that. But if your ethos is to make the Ben and Joe thing work, then Doc or Lou are the best choices. I I, I guess my question is like, like, does this goofball, this goof troop of an organization, know to get out of Doc Rivers' way? Like, I and and one, does Doc Rivers not come here without some level of say in not say? Because I think every yeah. coach, because I think every okay. coach has say. Yeah. But I mean, does he have? Say, I, I think he, I think he is. I think he is going to have some sort of say uh, when it comes to the roster. We do have a couple minutes left. I, I, I do. Come on, he must think out brands of bozo. He he probably does. We got a few minutes left, really quick before we get into to the music thing. Um, our thirty-second NBA Finals recap: uh, The Lakers stomped out the Heat in Game One of the Finals. Goran Dragic and Bam Bam out of the, out of the Bayou as. Um, <laughs> 
Buchanan Perkins likes to call them. They're both doubtful for game two. This is probably going to be a gentleman sweep. I hope Jimmy Butler enjoys his big face coffee. Um, Lakers in five, maybe six. Oh, oh, That's oh, all oh, oh no, it's not going to be an ungentleman sweep. It's going to be like like a ratchet sweep. Like, okay. no, like I, I mean, well, but I, I mean, the bubble was great. Once again, finals are a very anticlimactic thing. I, I mean, like, I like. When we get a vaccine, I just want a good finals because it's been a while since we've had a good finals. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. All right, we got a list we need to talk about. This Rolling Stones top 500 albums of all time. As I mentioned before, I'm not qualified to talk about the albums as a whole, but I can talk about hip-hop albums. They're no, not no, hip-hop albums, yes. No, 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 Roy, what was considered, according to Rolling Stone, yes. the greatest album of all time? I will get the list. I have the greatest hip-hop album. I, I will give okay. you their, their top five hip hop albums of all time on their list and I'll get the I'll get the rest of them. Okay. Mis Miseducation of Lauren Hill, Nation of Millions, well, Lauren by Lauren Hill, Nation of Millions by Public Enemy, Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye, To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick and Ready to Die. Those are their top 5 albums of all time. Well, hip hop albums. Okay. Again, we can debate the merits of whether or not Miseducation is a hip hop album or an R&B album because I think it's probably an R&B album but whatever. Yes. And again, we, you and I can debate whether or not that's even Kendrick's best album. But there's a difference between best and greatest, people. There's a difference between best and greatest. No, no, now, no, no. What in your mind is the difference between best and greatest? Greatest is impact. Best is, best is quality. So greatest, you can say, you can argue the Beatles are, the, are maybe the greatest band of all time. They ain't the best. They're great. There's a difference between best and greatest. So my best and greatest list would be different. My greatest, my my greatest list again in no particular order: Public Enemy, Nation of Millions, Doctor Dre, The Chronic, Biggie's Ready to Die, Thirty Six Chambers by Wu Tang, and Straight Outta Compton, N.W.A. Based on impact, those are the greatest albums to me in hip hop history. That's what I got. You know what? I'm I'm using I'm using your your definition of greatest because okay. I think like 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 I would say unequivocally, une unequivocally, mm -hmm. four out of the five that you stated would be in my Greatest hip hop albums of all time, absent NWA. I would okay. probably put, I probably put, I probably put re uh, reasonable doubt before and uh, straight out of Compton. Uh, straight out of Compton's that. there. I, I yeah. mean, but like, I, I mean, we're we're pulling straws. I mean, instead of instead of being five, it's six or seven. So I mean, but but you get the same players in the mix. Like mm -hmm. I, I mean, like Dr. Dre is obviously on there. Like PE's obviously on there, Biggie's on there, Wu Tang's on there. Everyone else is like, I don't know, waiting for a table at at, at the like, and they're never gonna get a table. I'll say this: they're never. No one. This is like, other than LeBron, maybe getting pulling up a chair at the goat table. Like I don't know. No, no one will ever get a new seat at the goat hip hop album table. Period. I, I will I, I will say this though I think the table needs to be bigger than five I think it's probably like the the uh, the disciples I, I think you can have like <laughs> Illmatic there I think you can have a couple other albums there um, but yeah but the, we know the eight or nine like we know the we know the eight. yeah you know we know the by the way their number one album uh, Rolling Stone number one on their list uh, Marvin Gaye what's going on Wow okay yeah uh, no I think. Beach Ball, sorry, Beach Boys, Pet Sounds was two, and Joni Mitchell's Blue was three. Songs in the Key of Life was four, and Abbey Road was five. Okay, I I can get down with that semi top five. I mean, Joni Mitchell's like I I mean, if you don't know like her impact on folk music, you're just not going to care. But like I mean, you got to put albums like that. Like I I think a Beatles album, a Stevie album, and for me, if you put in uh, Purple Rain, like I don't know, those are like like. Purple Rain defines greatness. Greatness, mm -hmm. greatness. Like, it, like it was arguably like I don't know the most commercial, critical success of Princess Cruz, who for me is a top three artist of all time. Like I, I don't know, like or you could say top five. Like and like I don't know, but once again, like with hip hop and like with with like great with general. You have the same people at the table. It might be a different album or, or something like that, but you got the same folks. So right. I, I mean, but it's the same concept. Yes, yeah, it's the same concept. We'll talk more about this next week. We got to get out here. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia. Until then, hopefully we have an Eagles one to talk about. I'm Roy Burton. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you guys.
the hell would you run this game? Both my hands are tied. Afraid of thinking I dug my own grave. Amazon Prime members now get free grocery delivery with a minimum order. You'll get your groceries with two-hour delivery. So in that time, you can use photo filters to imagine what you would look like with bangs. But don't do it. Just imagine. Meditate. Notice your body. Feel your breath. Am I doing this right? Get lost in a Wikipedia spiral. How do flowers propagate? Whatever it is you're doing with your time, your shopper will be carefully picking out your favorite groceries while providing contactless delivery to your door. Free two-hour grocery delivery, now with Prime. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why didn't you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.